You're listening to For the Record, a registrar podcast sponsored by ACRO. I'm your host, Doug McKenna, university registrar at George Mason University in Fairfax, Virginia. And this is Registrar Reflections. Hello! Welcome to For the Record. I'm still Doug McKenna. I feel like I just said that a few seconds ago, but maybe you skip past the opening part when you listen to For the Record. And this is the first time you're listening to the podcast. This is a very silly introduction to this episode. Am I going to stop and re-record it, though? Highly unlikely. Listen, I'm super excited because I have just returned from the AcroSem conference in Miami, Florida. That's right. There was an in-person conference. I went to it, and it was so great and a little weird, if I'm being honest. It was wonderful to see so many people in person, and with the required health check-in and masking requirements, it felt very comfortable from a, I'm avoiding a pandemic, but still living my life perspective. This gives me tremendous optimism about the annual meeting in Portland in April of 22. I was at SEM to deliver the Registrar 101 and FERPA workshop. It's the first time we've been able to run it in person since 2019, which coincidentally was around the time I became the in-person Reg 101 coordinator. There's also an online version of Reg 101 capably directed by Heather Abbott from Yale Law School. She also served as a co-presenter in Miami. Acro's own Leroy Rooker was there to drop FERPA knowledge. Reg 101 gives an overview of what registrars do and how and some of the why. And because it's a two-day workshop, there was plenty of time for me to convince some of the participants to reflect on what led them to become a registrar and a few other questions. I really enjoy hearing people's stories about their career paths. And so I hope you'll enjoy listening to them as well. Hello, I am Calandri Bullock. I am the Registrar slash Director of Student Services at Aviator College, located in Fort Pierce, Florida. So Aviator College, it's an aeronautical university. We have a commercial pilot program, and we also have our associate's degree program. Um, we have a campus in Kissimmee, Florida, which is the AMT side of the school um, where we train, obviously, the airplane mechanics. What led me to become a registrar? Well, interesting story. I had my first son, very young, at 21, and I was working as a hostess at Bob Evans for many years, and I said to myself, well, it's time for me to kind of branch out from the restaurant business, in a sense. So I went through a temp agency. They had a position at WildTech um, as an assistant registrar. And then they loved me so much, we celebrated my goodbyes. And the next day they hired me on as the permanent assistant registrar. So from there, I worked my way up to the registrar. Then I obtained my bachelor's and master's degree. And then I decided to branch out into a college setting. And I've been at Aviator College now for four years, and I am looking to broaden my academic impact 
more at a university level later in life, of course. So. Hi, I'm Nicolette Matesik, Director of Registration and Records at Felician University, located in Lodi and Rutherford, New Jersey, as we have two campuses. Um, I became a registrar because I started as a student worker in the registrar's office, and I loved the work so much, and I grew through the ranks and made my way to the director of the office about um, a year and a month ago. September of 2020, mid-COVID, so that was quite a transition. The most surprising thing about being a registrar. So I've been in, in, in the registrar land for many years now, about 15 years, so sometimes things don't surprise me. <laughs> but I think the most surprising thing uh, that I learned was some somebody, a relative of a student, actually tried to... Um, duplicate their credentials and degree. Um, and it really became an investigative case uh, within our office. Um, some things that I'm concerned that I don't know enough about are um, some of the technical aspects of our database, particularly in degree audit building. It's an important piece, and degree audits need to be accurate and correct. And uh, sometimes we just run into some kinks with the database and the proper syntax that they want you to use so that it, it comes out and formulates properly. Currently, an emergent challenge facing my office is uh, we have four schools, School of Education, School of Nursing, School of Arts and Sciences, and School of Business. And right now with uh, two of the schools, we keep having issues with um, their academic programs and the constant changes that they're making, um, and whether they're um, certified and approved or not. Um, and I mean, like, they could change within two months. So we've been having a constant battle with two schools in particular in regards to their academic programs and integrity and uh, the requirements for the students who complete the degree. Thank you for listening to me. Hi, my name is Bob Morris, and I am the College Registrar and Dean of Enrollment Management at Joliet Junior College in Joliet, Illinois. We are a two-year uh, college. We are actually the nation's first ever community college, founded in 1901. Um, I was led to become the Registrar, uh, actually sort of by default at first. We had a retirement of our current reg our former Registrar after 30 years of service, so while we are searching for our next registrar, um, I have assumed that role and I'm here to learn quite a bit more about the position to make sure things are uh, going well and that we are remaining compliant. Uh, the most surprising thing about being a registrar to me so far is just the impact that the registrar and the registrar's office has in so many other departments on campus. Uh, it seems that we touch everything, everything touches us, so the, the importance of uh, attention to detail, following of policies, uh, general compliance, just so important. Um, things that I'm concerned that I don't know enough about, it's sort of that distinction between um, what is a federal regulation and what is a state regulation. Um, the state of Illinois has, is governed by the uh, ICCB, the Illinois Community College Board, and 
that's one area I need to uh, brush up more on because there's so many state regulations related to community colleges. So that's an area that I'll be pursuing uh, after I learn what I learn here more on the federal level. And one of the challenges facing our office right now is, uh, you know, going to a new ERP system. Uh, we want to make sure that everything is set up from the records and registration perspective accurately from the beginning, that the right individuals have the right access to the different screens so that they can do what they need to do, but we don't want to uh, have individuals accessing student records uh, that, that really don't need that. So the challenge ahead is just going to be, again, to, to make sure that as we implement this new system uh, that we do it right from the beginning and get off to a good start. And that's all. Hi, I'm Angie Long. I'm the registrar at Lawrence University located in Appleton, Wisconsin. And we are a four-year small private institution and we offer a Bachelor of Arts, Bachelor of Music, and a Bachelor of Musical Arts. And a little bit about why I am a registrar. So I always like to start with saying, no one grows up saying, I can't wait to grow up and become a registrar. And so what's the journey that uh, brought me here? Initially, when I went to college, I decided I wanted to do something in education and thought I wanted to be in K-12. And after a little bit, realized I didn't want to be in a classroom all day, every day. And so maybe administration was more uh, what I wanted to do. After I got out of college, realized that I needed to actually teach to be able to do administration in a K-12 institution. And so I thought, what does this lead me to at this point? I had an interdisciplinary degree with education, social work, and business, uh, and some data, uh, computer information systems. So decided, what does this look like? Had an opportunity. Uh, to go to work at a university in their registrar's office, and I was hooked. I had an opportunity to um, help rebuild their degree audit system and realize that was something that I really enjoyed. Um, and then had some other opportunities uh, to work in a financial aid office, and I really appreciated the way that connected directly to uh, the work that I had been doing as a registrar and decided that um, that really wasn't the area I wanted to be, but gleaned a lot from that experience to help me be better in the work that I did in a registrar's office. I worked with a couple of really good mentors along the way that kind of helped form me uh, to do uh, this work in a way that was um, really rewarding in what I do. And so I've been a registrar for the last two years at Lawrence and um, enjoy the work. So thank you. Hi, I'm Lori McNeil. I'm the registrar at Northern Pennsylvania Regional College located in Warren, Pennsylvania. We're a brand new institution and we offer five different associate degrees. And we're spread throughout a nine county region, um, offering classes in over 26 locations. So the students don't have to travel far to take their classes. They could just stay in their hometown and travel within a 30 mile radius for classes. What led me to become a registrar? Um, I had switched gears from being in the oil and gas industry and um, it was Realized with my natural uh, organizational skills and being a little bit of a nerd about Excel and keeping records in place that I would, was quickly thought of as being a natural registrar. The most surprising thing about being a registrar and when I first got into the role is how many different things that we are in charge of and overlook and responsible for. Being a new organization, there is still a lot that I'm learning and I'm just gathering up all the books I can find reading material, podcasts, anything I can find on any subjects. 
and um, am happy to have met some people who are registrars that I can share information with. A huge thank you to Angie, Bob, Calandria, Lori, and Nicolette for being brave and sharing their thoughts with us. I was asked how I would answer the same set of questions, and so here we go. What led you to become a registrar? I think I've talked about this previously on the podcast, but here's my story. I fell into a job within higher education after being laid off from IBM following the terrorist attacks on September 11th, 2001, and the ensuing economic crisis in America. We were living in South Bend at the time, and my wife had just started attending Notre Dame Law School. I was offered a degree audit coordinator position in the registrar's office at Notre Dame, working with Degree Works for Dr. Harold Pace and Chuck Hurley. Both Harold and Chuck were instrumental in teaching me what a registrar's office is and does. I got promoted to assistant registrar and then worked on Notre Dame's implementation of the Banner Student Information System. And that project exposed me to an enormous number of areas across the entire university. Claire graduated from Notre Dame Law School and took a job in Michigan, and so we moved, and I got a job as an associate registrar at Michigan State. And it was at MSU that I really started becoming involved with ACRO, MACRO, the Michigan Association of Collegiate Registrars and Admissions Officers, and the Committee on Institutional Cooperation, the CIC, attending conferences, giving presentations, joining committees, writing an article for college and university. I also went back to school to get a master's degree in higher adult and lifelong education. And by this point, I was all in with registrarring and pretty convinced that higher ed is where it's at for me. Fast forward a bit, we moved back to the DC metro area and I worked at GW, becoming the university registrar at American University. And then in 2019, I became the university registrar here at George Mason. I've recently started a PhD program in education with a specialization in higher ed. And maybe obviously, I continue to be very involved with ACRO and my current state and regional associations of VACRO and SACRO. SACRO is the Southern Association. It starts with Virginia and uh, encompasses all of the southern states through Texas. So what led me to the registrar's office? Nothing less than fate itself. Uh, just kidding. Mostly, I needed a job. I'd been laid off and was in northern Indiana. So uh, it is. I do consider myself lucky to have had the opportunity to work with Dr. Pace. I've said that a couple of times before on the podcast. And very fortunate that he put me on the career path that I have continued on. What has been the most surprising thing about being a registrar? I think for me, the most surprising thing about being a registrar is the difference in responsibilities between the associate level and the registrar level. It's definitely a what got you here won't get you there situation. And so beyond the nuts and bolts of understanding the office, there's a real emphasis on institutional leadership, vision, communication, collaboration, plus obviously managing the office and making sure that it's running smoothly, efficiently, innovatively, etc. It's that broadening of scope that took me by surprise a little bit. I really like it, but I don't think we talk about that difference enough between the associate level and the registrar level. Huh. 
if only someone with access to a podcast or something like that might take that topic up for consideration. Hmm. No, that, that's too crazy. What are you concerned you don't know enough about? Everything. <laughs> Literally everything. We're going to do an episode on imposter syndrome in the registrar's office. But every day I wake up and I go to work and I think, today is the day everyone will realize that I don't know anything about anything. I like learning, but there is so much to take in these days. I tell people just to learn as much as they can about their position and areas that interact with their position. And I try to follow my own advice, sometimes with mixed results. What's an emergent challenge or opportunity facing your office? I really believe that the pandemic accelerated the rate of change within all of higher education. Registrar's offices are not necessarily paradigms of agility anyway. And so the challenges that we faced before, responsiveness to student needs, a constantly changing technological landscape, consistently being asked to do more with less, all of those things are still challenges that have been exacerbated by the pandemic. An opportunity presented by the pandemic is the expansion of remote work, and there will be books written about this shift, I'm sure, but I think it's going to be a very positive development if we continue to provide the opportunity equitably. There are a lot of words already written about the toll the pandemic has taken on women in the workplace, and women of color especially. White people, and white men especially, need to be aware of the burdens the pandemic has increased and work diligently to ensure that their teams are cared for as people and not just employees. And remote work in the registrar's office is probably worth its very own episode, so I'll leave it here for now. As always, thanks very much for listening. If you have suggestions for future episodes or feedback on any of the existing episodes, I would love to hear from you. You can reach me at registrarpodcast at gmail.com. Until next time, hang in there. The end of the fall semester is upon us, and that means the holiday season is also here. Side note, have you seen the website that tracks the first playing of Mariah Carey's All I Want for Christmas is You in each county? People are so great sometimes. I love the stuff that people come up with. Google it if you haven't seen it. It's very fun. And there's the outro music. Stay healthy. Strive to be happy. Choose to do service. Also, drink some water and fight racism. I'm Doug McKenna, and this is For the Record. For the Record!